Let's turn this morning to the book of Psalms. We'll be in Psalms chapter 113. Psalms chapter 113. And I was told this morning that Brother Brian wrote that song, and I was just praying that he didn't get his Sundays confused. Uh, while a song about a clean heart would be a blessing, it just wouldn't fit with a praising heart Sunday. Uh, but I'm glad he had a, the right Sunday. It certainly was a blessing. Psalms 113, we're going to read all nine verses this morning as we continue on uh, this thought of having a praising heart. And I trust that as we are about the halfway point of this seven-week campaign uh, on a diligent heart, uh, how important it is that we pay attention to some of the most obvious things and keeping our heart uh, as it should be. And uh, hopefully we'll see by the time we get to the end of this, and certainly we could have made it a lot longer than seven weeks, uh, we're reminded that if our heart is right, uh, everything else is going to fall in place when it comes to the Christian life. And we should be giving our attention to that. But we're going to look at the uh, subject of praise this morning. Psalms 113, beginning with verse number 1. Praise ye the Lord. Praise, O ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun and to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations and His glory above the heavens. Who is like unto the Lord our God who dwelleth on high, who humbleth Himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in the earth? He raises up the poor out of the dust and lifted the needy out of the dunghill, that He may set him with princes, even with the princes of His people." He maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. Praise ye the Lord. This morning I want to use this chapter to bring a message with this title and this subject. Praise is about Him, not us. Praise is about Him, not us. We're certainly going to look at the aspect of praise, but a good rule of thumb for us as, as, as Christians, anytime we make anything about us, it's headed for disaster. Uh, it's headed the wrong way. Uh, but certainly this morning when it comes to praise, uh, praise ha is not about us. Uh, praise is about Him. Father, once again we come to You asking Your hand of blessing on <laughs> the remainder of the service. And Father, we come to the preaching of the Word, the Word which You uh, have told us You place above uh, Your own name. May we heed it. Uh, may we apply it. And Father, may it help us in this area of praise. May our focus be on You today. And it may result of this message uh, result in children who uh, praise you continually. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. A simple definition of the word praise means to extol in word or song, to magnify, to glorify on account of perfection or excellent works, to extol in word or song, to magnify, to glorify on account of perfection or excellent works. Certainly when we speak of praise in this context, it is certainly the Lord who should be the recipient of that praise. Uh, praise is about perspective. Often we say, or maybe we might find ourselves saying from time to time, well, I just don't know if I could praise the Lord in that situation, or I just can't find uh, something to praise the Lord about, or we might would never word it like that or articulate it like that, but our actions may show that uh, praise is not something that is the priority it should be. And if we have a praise problem, we have a, a problem with our perspective. It's about perspective. Our opinion of another in relation to our opinion about ourselves. 
if you have a praise problem as a, as a, as a Christian, you also have a perspective problem. Uh, because uh, when you think about the think about God and then you think about you, uh, there should be no hesitation to praise the Lord. Uh, when we look at what we are and we look at Him and we realize that who God is and and what He's done for us, uh, it should lead us to praise the Lord. If God, if we're looking at Him in the proper perspective, what is that perspective? Who He is? He's the Almighty. He's the God of all things. He's our Creator. Uh, he's, the, he's the one who sent His Son to pay our sin debt. He's the one who loves us. He's the one who extends mercy and grace. That is who we are talking about. Uh, praise is, is something we do not feel. It's something that we do. Well, I just have a heart of praise, and so many times we think that that's something we feel. Friend, if it's something that we feel, then we, we don't feel like it. We then become disobedient. In our, in our command to praise Him. It is not something that we feel as much like love. I just don't feel like loving today. Well, you're commanded to love thy neighbor, so whether you feel like it or not, you should do it. The same thing comes when it, it, when it talks about praise. Well, I just things in my life just aren't where I want them to be, and when they get all settled, then I'll have a heart to praise Him. No, praise is not something that we feel. It is a perspective of how I look at myself and how I look at God. Praise is that action that I put forth in His direction. I want to praise Him. I want to magnify Him. It is not about our perfection. It's about His perfection. It's not about our circumstances. It's about the fact that He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the perspective that we must have. And if we wait till we feel like it, you may never feel like it. And then we live disobedient. Then we justify it because we blame our circumstances. It is an action we do that relates from our perspective. We praise Him. It is about Him, not us. No matter how good you have it right now, if you look at things the wrong way, you can get yourself depressed. You can get yourself discouraged. So one of the worst things you can do as a Christian is compare your life to another Christian. Uh, one of the, the worst things, and I'm just going to just kind of get on a rabbit trail here. One of the worst things that's happened in our society is social media. You compare your life to what you see on social media. Let me help you with that. It's not real. Especially those, those posts that, I'm going to get myself in trouble with this. Oh, I'm just, I'm just so imperfect and I just have, and I just, you know, I've come up so short. But it's like you spent two hours in the salon before you posted that about how you're not perfect. Well, the point I'm making is it's not real. So we look at our life, and then we look at what somebody else is projecting, and then we, we can have a false picture, not just of our reality, but it takes our eyes off of where our eyes should be, and they should be giving praise to God. When we praise Him, it's about Him, not us. When we fail to praise Him is when we make it about us. Let me say that again. We praise Him, it is about Him not us. When we fail to praise Him, it's because it is about us. Uh, if it's about Him, God is perfect. Why is there something? Why, why, why should we not praise? Well, because my, my circumstances aren't perfect. They never will be, but He's perfect. Why, why should we fail to praise? Because He's good. Well, my, my life is not always good. It's not about your life. It's about Him. He's always good. 
Why should we have a problem praising you? Because God is always in control. Well, Pastor, it seems like I've lost control of, of life and circumstances and, and things that I can't take care of anymore. It's not about what you can control or about what I can control. It's the fact that he's always in control and nothing catches God by surprise. So therefore, when we don't praise him, it's become about us. But when it's truly about him, we praise him. Praise is about Him, not us. We complain, it's about us. Friend, let me admonish all of us. Don't be a complaining Christian. We all need to hear this. We all need to be reminded of this. We complain about our life and circumstances as a slander against God. This world does not need to see complaining Christians. Say, well, pastor, you just don't know what's going on. Hey, it's not about what's going on in your life. It's about who God is. It's about our perspective of who God is. When we complain, it's about us. Sometimes we say, well, that complaining comes from a heart that says, I deserve better. Friend, you and I don't deserve anything but to pay for our sins in hell. Anything above that, we ought to be praising God for. When we are not content, we complain. You realize that we ought to be content? The Bible reminds us that, therefore, in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. Now, I know it's not talking about this, but it's easier to be content in Florida than up north. That's not what he means by says, in whatever state I am, whatever condition I'm in, whatever the circumstances I'm in, I'll be content. Oh, that's just Bible talk. Let me remind you where, that Paul spent most of his latter time in jail. And he's saying, you ought to be content wherever God's got you. Because it's not about us. We complain, it's about us. When we are not content, we complain. Well, Pastor, I'm having a hard time. That has nothing to do with having a praising heart. Because praise is about Him. Not about us. I... I'm sorry you're having a hard time. We all have them. We ought to press on in spite of changes in life and circumstances and life surprising us. But God never changes, and God is always good. And when our perspective is right, it's about Him. Therefore, praise is about Him. It's not us about us. It can be summed up in the fact that if you have a praising Christian that praising Christian has their eyes on God. A Christian that does not praise has their eyes on themselves. So praise is a problem with our perspective. Notice with me verse 1 and 2 of our text. Praise you the Lord. Praise you servants of the Lord. Notice the last phrase of verse number 1. Praise the name of the Lord. Verse number 2. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Verse number 3. From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same of the Lord's name is to be praised. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord's name is to be praised. Praise the name of the Lord. His name should bring praise. What does that have to do with you and me? Absolutely nothing except for the fact that we're supposed to be the ones giving the praise. 
It's a command. His name should be praised. Sadly, sadly, and that's why so many have such a the wrong perspective of what praise really is, because sadly, most Christians have a, God's name is a byword, not a name that should be praised. His name should be praised. This is something that should be real in the life of you and I. His name should be praised no matter what the circumstances. Now, as we consider <coughs> these truths, the fact that praise is all about Him, it's not about us, I want to mention a few things from Psalms chapter 113. If you'll follow with me, number one, I want to say praise reminds us of our place. Notice verse number one, who he's speaking to. Praise ye the Lord. Praise, O ye servants of the Lord. Um, that word servant's an important word. And when we praise God because His name should be praised, because we're commanded to praise Him, because it is about Him, that act of praising God reminds us of our place. We may not consciously in our lives place ourselves on the same plane of God, but the fact that praise is absent in our life to God gives the idea that there's no need to praise Him. You and I are not self-sufficient, friend. You and I have what we have because of God. And it, it reminds us when we praise Him that I'm reliant on God, that I'm nothing in the sight of God. I'm here just as His servant. I'm here to serve God. We're commanded to pray, that the command to praise is followed by servants. You want to be a servant of God? I think that's what we should all be striving to, to, to be. On the lips of the servant of God is praise to Him. They, we, we use terms often, and they're certainly accurate. We are in the work of God. We're, we're in the ministry of God. We're doing the Lord's work. That takes effort. That takes energy. That takes work. That takes sacrifice. But it should not exclude praising God. And I mentioned this in, in, in Sunday school this morning, very briefly, and, and, and we talk about, well, I wish I could do this for him, and I, I wish I could sing like this, or I wish I could serve in this capacity, but maybe you can't. Maybe you can't participate in the giving as others, because you can do something, but you say, what do I have to contribute to God's church? What do I have to contribute to him? How about praise? A servant can praise. A servant can give honor to him through that praise. We fail to praise. We forget what we are to be, and that's a servant. Somebody not willing to serve is full of themselves. Or we refuse to be a servant. So what is a great hindrance to praising God? If you have a praise problem, let me tell you, you have a pride problem. I just don't, I just, I just, things just start, no, you got to praise God. We all got more than we deserve. Yeah, yeah. I, I demand my rights. What rights do you have? You're breathing God's air. You're living on God's earth. God's keeping your heart beating. He sent his son to die on the cross for you. That's why we're going to praise him for eternity because for eternity, you can't praise him enough for what he's done. For us. If we have a praise problem, we have a pride problem. Friend, it's not about you. It's not about me. 
That's why if a church has a proper perspective of God, there's also unity in the church. It's hard. You can't have a church that praises God and brings praise to God when there's disharmony, when there's no unity. Why is there no, when there's not unity in the church, why isn't there unity? It's because somebody's making it about them. But when it comes to praise, it's about him, it's not about us. Number two, look at me, look with me, well, you can look at me if you want, but look with, with me at verse number three. From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. Statement number two is this, praise is not to be the exception, but the rule. I'm just having a bad day. Okay. Well, I'm just, things just aren't good right now. I'm sorry, I read in verse number three, from the rising of the sun. The sun came up this morning. You might not have saw it in that action, but it came up this morning. Look what it says. Unto the going down of the saint. So sun comes up, that same sun is going down. While that is taking place, the name, the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. There's no exception for a bad day. Now we've all had bad days. Some of you might be having a bad day today. Let me tell you something. We have a command that from the time the sun comes up to the sun goes down, we're to be praising the Lord. Whether you're having a good day, whether you're having a bad day, whether you're having an easy day, whether you're having a hard day, God is worthy to be praised. And when we're not in those circumstances, because we're making it about us, there's no exception to that rule. It is to be about Him. So no matter what we face in life, we ought to... Praise, what is it? That's our perspective. I'm not saying you enjoy hard times, but even in hard times, you can praise God. I don't like being in a valley. Psalm 23, the psalmist writes about going through the valley of the shadow of death. I mean, that's not a vacation destination. That's not on anybody's bucket list. But life brings us through there. I don't want to go through those circumstances. But how can you praise God through that? Because I have a promise that says, He won't leave me when I go through the valley of the shadow of death. You say, oh, I'm all alone there. No, you're not. God is with you. God won't forsake you. God won't turn His back on you. What a promise we have. If you can't praise God for the circumstances around you, when that sun comes up, I've got another day I can praise Him. Well, I wish I could honor and glorify God. God has made it where everybody can. You don't have to have talent. You don't even have to have opportunity. You just have to be able to get up and say, I praise him. Say, Pastor, I just don't have the strength that I used to have. You can still praise him. You can still give him the praise that he deserves because praise is not to be the exception but the rule. Let me also apply to that. That would also mean whether things are good or bad. We like to praise God when things are good, don't we? Praise the Lord. We should. When the sun comes up on those days when it seems like there is no blessing to be found. Too many times in the life of a Christian, and you apply this however the Holy Spirit applies it to you, is praise in your life more of the exception or more of the rule? 
We're quick to complain, aren't we? We should be quick to praise. It's something that we must keep the proper perspective of in our life. Number three, we look at verses four through six, and that's we praise His greatness, which cannot be contained. Look at verse four. The Lord is high above all nations and His glory above the heavens. Think about how big God is. There's some mighty nations on this earth, isn't there? From our perspective, not from God's. Think about that. What happens if, if there's a war? There's been wars before. There'll be wars again. The day's coming when there's going to be a war that ends all wars. Because every nation is below God. So, Pastor, what if every nation gathered together against God? Oh, it'll happen. It'll happen. And every nation and every army will be slain by the word of God. Think about what the Bible is saying here. The Lord is high above all nations and His glory above the heavens. I like looking at the sky. This past Christmas, the academy gave me a hammock for, my, for Christmas. Praise the Lord for that. And I like, you say, Pastor, what are you doing? I, I tell people, I'm, I'm going to go pray for a little, a little while in the backyard. I'm lying on my back before God. and I look at the sky. I like going out and on a clear night looking at the stars. I always like looking at the stars. There's some places you can go in, in this country is more clear than others, but you say, Pastor, what, what, why do you bring that up? Because I look out there, sometimes I, I look out there those stars, and I'm sitting there looking at those stars, and I try and, I try and this may sound crazy to you, but it probably does, I try and look even beyond the stars. You know, how close is that star? Knowing the concept of light years, that the light that I'm seeing left years ago for me to see it. And this is going to sound crazy to you, so I might as well just get it out there. I try and see God. I haven't yet. I know some, somebody's like, I saw, I saw his face in the stars. They were aligned just right, and there he was. No, he wasn't. Because God's be even beyond that. God is so great that he's not contained by our world. He's not contained by the nations. He's not even contained by our galaxy. He is above all of that. Matter of fact, He cannot be contained. The Lord is high above all nations and His glory above the heavens. Verse 5, Who is like unto the Lord our God who dwelleth on high? We can answer that nobody. Nobody. That's why we should be quick to praise because there's nobody as great as God. There's nobody as big as God. There's nobody as mighty as God. And nobody who can rise up and say, I deserve your praise and I deserve your adoration. No, only the Almighty God deserves the praise 
of His creation. Verse 6, Who humbleth himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in the earth. I want you to think of this verse. I had to really ponder on this verse for a few minutes. I want you to think about it. Speaking of God, Who humbleth himself to behold the things that are in the heaven and in the earth. We live in a beautiful world. There's some ugly places in this world. I mean, I don't want to name any states, but you know. There's some places that certainly have been neglected, but there's some beautiful, beautiful places. I mentioned our reference already today in Sunday school, in the service this morning, the sunrise, the sunsets. We, I've mentioned the, uh, the, the beauty of the stars and just on, and thinking about the, some of the places that God has allowed me to see with my own eyes. And you go to the Smoky Mountains, the, the, the Rocky Mountains. I can recall years and years ago, my wife and I were able to go to Hawaii, and we actually watched the sunset on Sunset Beach and just some amazing things in this world. And you look at this, you say, man cannot, one of the most, you know, I'm just going to go through the little travel history here, you know. One of the most amazing things to witness and soothe your eyes is the Grand Canyon. If you've been there, you understand. It's, it is literally like God took a paintbrush. It is so, it's just a big hole in the ground. You have not been there. And if you say, I have been there, it's just a big hole in the ground, you would be a blast to travel with, let me tell you. you, you I can't, I can't, I'd like to go on vacation with you. No, it's so, only God could do that. It's just mesmerizing to look at. That's from our perspective. What this verse is saying, I believe, is to God, it's nothing. Nothing. Because He's so great and magnificent, He created all that. And from His perspective, that's not even His best work. Think about that. And yet we have a hard time keeping our perspective when it comes to praise. That when God looks at His creation... He is so high above it. He is so much more than that. We look in awe at some of the things that, that our mind tries to take in. But God is so great, much greater and so bigger than the things that we see that are in heaven and in the earth. We've got to praise His great greatness. His greatness cannot be contained. And by the way, child of God, why are you scared? Say, Pastor, what are you talking about? I don't know, whatever it is you're scared of. Maybe it's the uncertainty of this world. Maybe it's the fear of things going on in this world. Maybe it's the things that you're going on in, in your life. Hey, we have the Almighty God. We have Him who we can look to. We ought to be giving our praise to Him. And then fourthly this morning, I draw your attention to verses 7 through 9. And we mentioned this, the fourth statement I'll make this morning. We ought to praise Him for His providence and provision. Verse number 7, He raises up the poor out of the dust and lifted the needy out of the dunghill that He may set him with princes, even with the princes of His people. He maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. Praise ye the Lord. What is the psalmist saying? He's better to us than we deserve. Everything we have is by the grace and the hand of God. So oh, I, I am nothing. Yeah, that's, we're dust. But aren't you thankful? 
God makes us greater than we really are. He blesses us in more ways than we deserve. He's better to us than we deserve. Everything we have is due to Him. Take an inventory. Sometimes life humbles us, and that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing for us to be humbled and to begin to take inventory of those things, that which are the most important. And as we take inventory of those things, that which are most important, it puts our attention on the one who gave them to us, the one who has granted them to us. And friend, we ought to be reminded today that we ought to praise him for his, his, for his providence and for his provision. You and I don't deserve anything. You and I are not good enough for anything, but God in his grace, his mercy, and his love, he bestowed it on us, and, and he cleans us up pretty good, doesn't he? Say, oh, I was just a dirty, rotten sinner. I was a part of this world. You wouldn't even want to be around me. But look what God can do with the individual. He can pull them out of the dust. He can pull them out of the dunghill. He can raise them up and put them next to kings and princes because that's what God can do. We praise him for his providence and his provision. He meets all of our needs through salvation. Think about that. He pray, we ought to praise Him for hope. Sometimes we look at our circumstances in life and we say, well, God hasn't intervened in this at this point. This is where that hope comes in. But I know He can. Hope will keep you going. Hope will give you something to praise Him for. He hasn't done it yet, but I know He can. And friend, one day when we're all in eternity with him, he'll have done it all because of our salvation. Let me close with this this morning. How is your praise? If you can answer that honestly, you're going to also answer, how is your perspective? How's your perspective of God? How's your perspective of yourself? Because his, his servants are commanded to praise Him. And friend, if you're here and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, you cannot have the proper perspective of God unless you look at it through the lens of the Lord Jesus Christ, providing Himself as the sin sacrifice for all men. But this morning, as we consider, as children of God, what He's done for us, truly, truly, it is a shame for God's people not to be a praising people. I think far too long, and I'd use generalities, we as Christians in general, were too focused on us and not enough about Him. I was thinking for the last couple of days, and I was up very early this morning, and thinking about the day, and, and I knew what I was going to preach this morning, and I was narrowing down between two texts and messages for tonight, and the one I'm not planning on bringing tonight, I was thinking of Paul and Silas in the prison cell. Acts chapter number 16, you probably know the story of how because of their teaching and preaching through the gospel, there's a lot of business that began to shut down that made people mad because they weren't making money. They were taken and beaten and thrown into prison. That jailkeeper was told, you, you keep guard over them. And at midnight... They had a praise and worship service. And the doors swung open. 
And I was thinking about a message that I, I may preach at, a, at another time, and, but my mind shifted from the fact that prison, a prison shouldn't prevent praise. I began, I had this, the outline that I was able to shift it from that back to Paul and Silas, who literally had nothing in this world. They had given up everything for God. They lived completely by faith on Him, and they knew that God would provide a place for them to sleep that night, whether it be in the house of some believer or in the local jail. And yet, in those circumstances with nothing to their name, they are praising God, singing praises unto Him, and yet we, the average Christian, we can't even relate to those circumstances. We can't even relate to not having the things that we own that we can just Literally, they're on our, our body as we move forward. We can't relate to that. But yet, in those circumstances, after enduring a beating, after being thrown into jail for just doing what God has commanded them to do, they, they couldn't come up with bail money if they could have bailed out. There's no, that wasn't going to happen. But yet, they're praising God. And yet, God has blessed us, put us in the most prosperous time in this world, in the most prosperous nation, and given us more than, than we deserve. And yet, the average Christian wants to spend more time complaining because their, their retirement fund is not hitting what they wanted to be or because they didn't get the raise they wanted. And yet there are Christians who have given everything. And those are the ones that say, it's all about Him. Now, I'm not advocating that we give everything up and go insist that we spend our nights in the jail cell. Although if the Lord requires that of us, we ought to be willing to do it. What I am advocating is there's no excuse for God's people not praising God. It's all about our perspective. When we don't praise Him, we elevate it ourselves. It's, it's, above, it's about us. But friend, if nothing else today on this Praising Heart Sunday, may we be reminded it's about Him, it's not about us. What do we all determine? Take our eyes off ourselves. And put our eyes on Him. The one that never changes. The one that the galaxies can't even contain. Can't even contain. I don't know what it's like to cross from this side of eternity into the other obvious statement of the day. But I got a lot of imagination about what it's like and I, don't, I, and I don't pretend to know what's in the thoughts of people's mind when they cross from this side of eternity into the presence of the Lord, but somehow it's, I think it goes something along the line of He's so much bigger than I even realized He was. He's so much greater than I ever thought He was. But why don't we, to the best of our ability on this side of eternity, look at how big we know Him to be because His Word reminds us. Let's be reminded that praise is about Him, not about us. Father, we thank You for...